Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's definitely been a minute, so I'm glad to be back recording. Um, and so as I was kind of thinking about what to do this week's podcast on, you know, I've really still been thinking back to if you listen to my podcast about bearing fruit, I talked about Mark chapter four, and I talked about sowing the seed of God's word and um, and how really the, the word of God is what's going to bear fruit and produce in our lives. And so, you know, really, I've still been meditating on all of that really just been meditating on okay how can how can i you know bear even more fruit because you know at the end at that end of that um parable in mark chapter 4 it says that when the seed of god's word comes on good soil that that word will bear fruit 30 60 and 100 fold and so you know i've just been meditating on the fact that you know ultimately if you're reading this passage basically our only job is to make sure that our heart stays good soil and, and that we sow the word of God. Because really, if you're intaking God's word and your heart is good soil, it's absolutely a guarantee that that word is going to produce in your life, that that word is going to bear fruit in your life. The Bible says that one sows, one waters, but God gives the increase. So if, if God's word is coming in, if you're, if it's the same thing with the vine and the branches, if you're hooked up to the vine, all you have to do is be a branch and stay connected. And ultimately the fruit is going to come because it's really, it's the word. It's the, it's the flow of the life in the vine that's producing in us and through us. It has nothing to do with us trying to trying to make things happen in the flesh, trying to make myself more godly, trying to make myself more Christ-like. I'm telling you, you won't even have to try. If you stay hooked up to the vine, if you stay hooked up to Jesus and you keep intaking God's word, I'm telling you, before you know it, you're going to see so much fruit in your life. And it has nothing to do with the works of the flesh. It's not by your own might, not by your own power, but it's by the spirit of God and by the word of God coming into you that, that, really you're going to find yourself more Christ-like, more godly, with more fruit than you than ever before. And I'm telling you, if you've ever tried to do Christianity in the flesh and then you try it this way, you'll see that the things that you've spent years trying to do for yourself, if you'll just be a branch, if you'll just if you'll just intake God's word and and allow his word to come on good soil, you'll find that all of a sudden the things that you tried so hard to do for yourself and to do in your life that God will do it for you so fast and it will be effortless, effortless. This stuff is, is not supposed to be a striving. You know, the Bible says that the only striving we do is to enter his rest, which comes by, you know, the word. It's laboring in the word. We labor in the word. We labor to get the word in our heart so that that word can produce fruit. And so really, you know, I've been just asking the Lord, you know, okay, well, how, how can, if you're already bearing fruit, how do you bear more fruit? And, you know, the, the passage in the book of John about the vine and the branches, it talks about the, the pruning and how really before you bear more fruit, there must come a pruning or a cutting away. And so, you know, I've just been asking the Lord, you know, what does that mean? And really the Lord's been telling me, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to bear more fruit, you have to change the way you think. There has to come a cutting away of thought processes that have tried to creep in because ultimately 
I mean, if you're in the world, distractions are going to come. The devil's going to try to come and sow all kind of stuff in your mind that's going to eventually seep into your heart and contaminate the soil of your heart. It's going to contaminate your faith. And so that's why every time before before you're going to go to the next level in the things of God and bear even more fruit, there must come a pruning. There must come a cutting away, a cutting away of the, the things of this world, the things of the flesh, the distractions, the cares of this world. There has to come a cutting away way because I think all of us you know even as much as we try you know we try to keep the soil in our hearts good but ultimately you know if you're so distracted and caught up with the cares of life and if that's what you're meditating on that it's going to get into your heart and that's what he talked about in Mark chapter 4 um the third kind of soil he had said Mark 4 18 it says the ones sown among the thorns are those who hear the word then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions, distractions of this age and the pleasure and false glamour of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke out and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. And this is really, this is what I've been meditating on. You know, maybe you're at a point where, you know, the first two, Satan hasn't stolen the word. He hasn't gotten you to be offended at the word. Well, this is the third thing that he's going to try to do is basically get you to be so distracted and meditating on the cares and anxieties of life that you don't even realize that those things are sinking into your heart and choking out choking out the the word suffocating the word and so really i've just been i've been so challenged by that really under like trying not to be distracted in my mind because really you know if you if you allow the things that you meditate on in your mind are eventually going to seep into your heart i'm not saying that like you know everybody has thoughts you know like that quote i think it's by john osteen you can't stop a bird from flying over your head but you can stop him from making a nest in your hair. So thoughts come, obviously. We all have thoughts. I mean, we're all, you know, doing doing what we have to do in life. We have a job, we have families, we have relationships, you know, but but ultimately being aware of the distractions that try to ch- try to take root and make a stronghold in your mind. You know, the anxieties of life. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. It's not even necessarily that those are bad things, but those are cares of life that will come and weigh you down. And if they get into your heart and your heart becomes anxious and burdened down by the cares of life, it will. Cho- it's going to choke out. It's going to choke out the, the life flow of God's word in your heart so that, you know, eventually you're going to be producing less fruit. And then eventually, you know, it's basically going to choke it out to the point where you're not even producing fruit anymore. You're just in this like survival mode. And so really, you know, I've been asking the Lord, okay, if I need to change the way I think in order to bear even more fruit, in order to go to the next level, if I need to change the way I think, if I need to get rid of distractions of the mind, get rid of the desire for other things, get rid of, you know, like this says the delight of riches and all this kind of stuff. How do you take authority? How do you do that? How do you get that out of your mind? And, you know, I feel like the Lord really has been showing me, you know, the battlefield of the mind is something that you have to use your authority. You have to use your authority. And so I have a podcast on, um, you know, taking authority and, and all that kind of stuff. But really that's, that's, that's what I feel like the Lord has been showing me. You have to take authority over your mind. 
It doesn't just happen automatically. If you don't exercise authority over your mind, your mind will start taking authority over your heart and over your spirit. I'm telling you, this is just the way it goes, you know, because obviously through redemption, you're no longer a slave to your mind. You're no longer a slave to your emotions. You're no longer a slave to the flesh. You're no longer a slave to those lustly bodily appetites, as the Bible says. But really understand that through redemption, our spirit has been given dominion and authority. But it's up to you. It's up to us to actually use that authority and take authority over our mind. Take authority over our emotions. Take authority over our body, the way we feel. And, you know, I kind of even touched on that in the last podcast, encouraging yourself in the Lord, taking authority over those thoughts, taking authority over that discouragement, over your emotions. And really, how do you do that? It's through your words. It's through speaking. And so, you know, I think the next podcast I'm going to do, I'm going to talk more about that, talking more about authority. Um, but on this one, I wanted to share this, this scripture that relates with what I'm talking about in Mark 4. It relates with that. It's in Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. It says, This is Solomon talking, the wisest man who ever lived. He says right here, it says, I went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of a man that was void of understanding. And behold, it was all grown over with thorns and it was covered with weeds and its stone wall was broken down. So Solomon is saying he passed by the, the, the field of someone that's lazy. And so what is the mark of a lazy, a lazy person? It says that it's full of thorns, full of weeds, and the stone wall was broken down. So those thorns and weeds, like we read in Mark 4, that's the distractions, the cares of life that have crept into the garden, that have crept into this guy's field. And so then it says in the next verse, Solomon says, then I took to heart what I observed and I learned a lesson from what I saw a little sleep, a little slumber. So shall your poverty come as a robber. And so Solomon is saying, Hey, I saw, I saw in someone else's life, the, the, the destruction that it brings to be lazy. It brought all these thorns, these weeds, the stone wall was broken down. Any intruder was allowed in. Um, and he says that he learned a lesson from this observation. And so really Solomon was saying true wisdom. You don't have to make the same mistakes that everyone else is is making, you can actually learn a lesson from observing from afar the, the, the negative and the destruction that comes from just, from just being lazy, from allowing yourself to be weighed down with the cares of life, from allowing that stone wall to be broken down, which basically, you know, when he says the stone wall was broken down, that really to me means, you know, okay, so what is stone? Stone is a representation of revelation of the word, you know, um, you know, Peter had a revelation that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. And Jesus said on this rock or on this stone, I will build my church. And so really those stones are are the, the word of God, the revelation of Christ. And so as that breaks down, as that stone wall around the field was broken down, then that means the enemy has total free territory to just come up in there and sow weeds, sow thorns, screw up all the fruit, make it, you know, make it a disaster. So basically, if you have no stone wall around your garden, around your um, field, around your vineyard, then anyone and anything is coming in there. Basically, to me too, the stone wall, if your stone wall is broken down, it means that you have not been exercising your authority. There's no authority in place to block out the enemy 
from coming in and sowing all kind of trash into your heart. So basically, you know, and I was, I was praying about this too. Like, okay, Lord, how do you, how do you then rebuild that stone wall so that, so that you don't have to have the thorns and the weeds and all kind of the little foxes that come in and spoil the vine? How do we build up that stone wall? And it's, it's by exercising your authority, by speaking God's word, by speaking, you know, if, if God's given you a revelation on healing, if God's given you a revelation on your provision, on, on, um, on joy, on peace, you begin to speak those things out of your mouth. You begin to exercise your authority and you begin to declare, you know, things like, um, you know, that I have a peace that surpasses all understanding. And as you begin to declare that, it's like you're building up a stone wall of peace that no anxiety, no worry is going to be able to penetrate the peace of God that is, that is mounting guard around me through my faith, through my words. So as you're speaking, you're releasing, you're releasing your faith, you're releasing the word, you're releasing the power of God to, to mount guard around your life, around your family, around your finances. And so really Really, that's how you rebuild that stone wall is by speaking. And so, so after that, he says, I took to heart what I observed. I learned a lesson, a little sleep, a little slumber. So shall your poverty come as a robber. And so, you know, this reminded me, you know, if, if, you know, as a Christian, if you're too lazy to deal with the thorns and the weeds and the, the offense, and you just allow Satan to come steal a word and all this kind of stuff, it says your poverty will come as a robber. So basically that means it's exactly what Jesus said in Mark chapter four. If you don't do well with what I've given you, even the little that you have will be taken away from you. Even the little that you have will be taken away from you. And so it's all about really stewardship, stewarding the revelation that God's given you, stewarding what God has done in your life and, and not treating it casually, not taking it for granted. And so it's, it's really that, that scripture is really an exact parallel to what Jesus is saying here. And so that's why, you know, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So, you know, as these scriptures line up, you know, that this is, this is, this is a doctrine. This is what, this is what Jesus was basically saying that laziness is going to cause even the things that you've planted, even the fruit that you have will, will be taken away. If, if you don't continuously exercise your authority, and build up that stone wall. And so, um, but the other thing I love that he says is that Solomon said, I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson when I saw this. And so this really encourages me because it's like, that means that you don't have to go through the same mistakes and the same failures that, that other people experience. You know, really, whiz, if you gain wisdom and understanding ahead of time, then you don't have to, you don't have to make the same mistakes that this lazy guy made. You don't have to do, you know, the same things that other people do. And so that's why, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 2, Solomon said, in all you're getting, get understanding get understanding, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. So if you make a decision to fill your heart and, and with wisdom and understanding ahead of time, then you can see, you can see the mistakes of others and you can learn a lesson. You can observe from afar. You can observe from afar, you know, the fruit of certain actions. You know, obviously, you know, 
every action that you, every action has fruit attached to it. Everything you do, everything you say is like, is like seed and it's going to produce in your life. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so, you know, obviously you can see someone that speaks a certain way and you see the fruit that it brings in their life. You see someone who's always offended and you see the fruit that it brings in their life. And so Solomon said in one of the versions, it says, consider their lack of wisdom and ponder the lessons that you can learn. Ponder the lessons that you can learn. Instead of getting like, oh, this Christianity stuff doesn't work. Instead of being like that, say, Lord, you know, I see that you know, lack of wisdom brings this destruction. Lord, show me the way around that. Lord, give me wisdom so that I don't have to stumble and fall. Lord, give me wisdom so that I don't have to make the same mistakes again and again, the same mistakes that everyone is making. And the Lord will give you grace. He'll give you mercy and help you to to recognize those things and get the victory. And so obviously this whole passage is talking about, um, you know, laziness. It's talking about a lazy man. And so I was, I was meditating on this and, um, you know, just thinking, okay, well, what is the opposite of laziness? The opposite of laziness is hard work, right? Um, and so this can kind of sound like, oh my gosh, what are you saying? Like all of a sudden we're in like a works program. We got to like work really hard. And no, that's not what I'm saying. So, so really you have to understand you have to interpret the Bible with Bible. Every scripture, you can't just interpret it whatever way you want. You interpret scripture with scripture. So what what does God view as hard work? Well, let's look. Genesis 2, verses 2 through 3. This is the story of creation. It says, on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. And he rested from all the work which he had done. So God on the seventh day rested from the work, the work, the hard work that he had done the other six days. Okay. So what is the work that God did? What is the work that God did that he had to rest from? Well, it says in Hebrews, I think it's verse 11, verse three, it says that by faith, We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So obviously God considers work as speaking faith, speaking faith, calling the things that are not as though they were speaking faith, speaking out loud the visions that he saw in his heart, you know, from God's word, you can get a vision in your heart of who you are in Christ, of what belongs to you. For example, you know, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. So you read that scripture and you get a vision in your heart of yourself healed. And then you begin to speak it out of your mouth. And so that's why the Bible says out of out of the invisible things was the visible formed. And so by faith, God framed everything that is seen by the words of his mouth that, that were, that really is speaking faith. It's speaking faith. It's speaking what you have received in your heart from God's word. Even if it doesn't look like it in the natural, speaking it out of your mouth, declaring what the word of God says and declaring it in faith and expecting that word to manifest in your life. That is the Bible definition of work. So when, when Solomon is talking about this guy that's lazy, 
He's talking about someone who has stopped speaking the word and has started speaking doubt, started speaking fear, started speaking unbelief. And so understand that it's not works according to the flesh. It's not a works. Christianity is not a works program. It is so, so crucial that you never fall into a performance based Christianity because it won't work. If you fall from grace, the Bible says that Christ becomes of no effect to you. So we're not talking about a works program. We're not talking about laboring according to the flesh. What we're talking about is a laboring in the word of God and allowing God's word to come out of your mouth. That is the opposite of being a lazy Christian. So it really, it's the same thing that, again, more scriptures, Joshua one, meditate on my word. That word meditate means to mutter, to speak over and over again under your breath all throughout the day, mutter my word day and night. And when you do, you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. It doesn't say the sovereignty of God will rain down prosperity. When you meditate and speak God's word out of your mouth, you make your way prosperous. You, you make the word of effect in your life. You're so the word. You're sowing faith into your life. And that word is going to begin to produce even more and more fruit. And, and as you're speaking, going back to what I was saying about your thought life, as you're speaking, that is you exercising authority over your mind, because it's not possible for you to be speaking the word and thinking something opposite. If you walk around your house all day saying, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is quickening my mortal body. If you're speaking that, if you're muttering that, if you're meditating on that, there's no way that your mind is going to be thinking fear, be thinking sickness, be thinking weakness, because your, your, your mouth is going to override what your mind is thinking. So, so that's what I'm talking about. When you begin to speak faith, when you begin to speak the word of God, you're changing the way you think. You're taking authority over your mind. You're taking authority. No, I'm not going to be weighed down by the cares of life. I'm not going to be distracted by the pleasures of life, the pleasures, the deceitfulness of riches. I'm not going to be distracted by all this stuff that's going on, whether it's good or bad, whether it's even just family life or buying a new house or getting a new job. All of these cares of life are ultimately to, to weigh you down, it's the enemy wants you to get so weighed down with that, that you're not even focused on the word anymore. You're focused on those things. And ultimately, like I said, you know, that chokes out the fruit of the word. But as you open up your mouth and you begin to declare what thus saith the Lord, you're taking authority over your mind. And when you take authority over your mind, that's you're walking in the spirit and you have a guarantee that God's word, what's coming out of your mouth, what's in your heart, what is the meditation of your mind, that word is going to manifest in your life and it's going to bear fruit every single time, 30, 60, and 100 fold in Jesus name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.